Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Justin Kenner, and we got another big week of Horizon League basketball for both men and women. We're going to highlight today our featured matchup on ESPN coming up on Friday night. ESPNU, the Wright State Raiders, for the third time this season, they'll have their very first matchup with Robert Morris. Not ever, but for the first time ever within Horizon League play. Again, Robert Morris, one of the newer programs to the league, joining the conference most recently, along with Purdue-Fort Wayne. But Wright State Robert Morris, ESPNU, a 9 p.m. tip-off. That's the featured matchup on ESPNU coming up on Friday night, a 9 p.m. tip-off. I'm excited to bring on our next guest. He's the radio voice for Robert Morris. We have we have Chris Shavlin joining us now. Chris, welcome in, sir. How are you? Hey, Justin. I'm well. Thanks for having me. I'm a, a fan of uh, the Reach the Horizon podcast, so it's an honor for me to be on and uh, talking about Robert Morris basketball today. No, absolutely. And look, before we move on, I just want to remind our listeners that today's interview, as well as all interviews here on the Reach the Horizon podcast, are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Uh, you know, with so much uncertainty in our world right now, it's just exciting to talk about basketball every week in general because it's just been so each week brings on so many unknowns. But uh, one thing we do have is this matchup coming up on Friday night. And now before we get to that, I do want to talk about the transition for Robert Morris into the Horizon League. You know, it's exciting anytime you have expansion, uh, you know, something expansion might be because you've lost some teams but in this case uh had a healthy league last year you add two new programs in with purdue fort wayne and robert morris talk about where robert morris came from and what was your initial thoughts when you found out that robert morris would be leaving their previous conference and joining the horizon league well first of all justin i thought it was one of the worst kept secrets in in the (laughs) ncaa last year that robert morris would be stepping up into the horizon league i know that uh the Horizon League, from what I understand, had been courting Robert Morris uh, for several years, and uh, the Colonials, uh, after uh, after building a brand new facility uh, on campus, a 4,000 seat building called the UPMC Event Center, um, obviously took the natural step up and joined the Horizon League, and I, I think it's been a great, great move as far as the university is concerned, as far as the basketball program uh, is concerned. Uh, we come from the Northeast Conference. We were one of the flagship members of the NEC back when it was the ECAC Metro Conference years and years ago, all the way back into the 1980s. But, uh, you know, leaving as one of the um, original members of the conference uh, was a tough decision to make. There's no doubt about it. It was a heartfelt decision. Uh, but it was time to step up and move up into a bigger league. And that's exactly what Robert Morris has done and has accepted the challenge and and frankly, it's been a it's been a good move. I, I, I know, uh, you know, despite the fact that we're in a crazy situation right now with this this pandemic, uh, still, uh, you know, everybody at Robert Morris has greeted this as a positive step forward. 
Yeah, I'm really, I mean, for one, um, I'm really excited about going to see the new arena too, by the way, because uh, I've heard nothing but great things about that. And anytime you get to debut a new arena, just that sense of pride and that sense of, you know, this is ours. And you, you're excited about welcoming in teams to play in that atmosphere. Talk about that too, because right now all atmospheres are dry and dull and boring because there is no fans in the stands. I mean, unless these cardboard cutouts can start making noise, these teams are having to learn how to create their own energy. But what is the energy like uh, at a Robert Morris home game? I know the Robert Morris Morris is on the road at Wright State this weekend, but let's pretend things are normal. What is a packed house like for a Robert Morris home game? Well, I can just tell you, you know, what the first game in the new building was like and what the last game in the new building was like <laughs> before we left the NEC. The first game was against the University of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which is only 17 miles from our campus. Robert Morris is located out in Moon Township, Pennsylvania, which is uh, where the Pittsburgh International Airport is. And Pitt came out and christened the new arena, and we had a sellout crowd. It was a magical night. Uh, Robert Morris gave Pitt a superb game. It was nationally televised, and the place was packed to the gills, and, and people just loved it. Uh, by the time we got through the entire season last year, uh, another sellout crowd, the last game played last season, was against St. Francis University of Pennsylvania, which was Robert Morris's natural geographic rival in the Northeast Conference, uh, they're only about two hours away from us up near Altoona in the mountains. They came in here, played in the title game. They were the number one team in the league all season long, and Robert Morris upset them on that on that final night of the NEC. And it was just a tremendously electric atmosphere. The place was just buzzing. Uh, it was a great night. And then a couple of days later, we found out there, were, there would be no NCAA tournament. So we went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Uh, in winning the conference championship last year. But uh, uh, the new building is absolutely fantastic uh, with the new lighting, the new scoreboards, uh, the signage in there, and just the fact that uh, it is such a great basketball atmosphere. The fans are right down on top of the players. Chris Shavalin with us here on the Reach the Horizon podcast, the voice of Robert Morris men's basketball. Uh, how long have you been the voice uh, for Robert Morris? Uh, what, you know, what's your journey been like with them? And Justin, this is my 34th year broadcasting Robert Morris nice. basketball. So I've been there since 1987, uh, you know, uh, through the, some of the greatest times in, in program history and some of the downtimes as well. But it's been a great ride, um, you know, like I said, since 1987. I mean, I've seen just about everything that the program has done with the exception of the, the, the original years. Robert Morris became a D1 program in 1976. And, um, you know, I had been following them since they, they jumped into Division One basketball. So it's uh, something that's been a part of me for a long, long time. When you talk about a team, you know, leaving one conference to the other, you always hear, sometimes you'll hear the phrase, well, the grass isn't always greener when you leave a conference. And I, look, I don't care. This season's just been, uh, there's been so many different outside, you know, outliers being thrown at teams' ways. But, like, what is the one thing that was most exciting about joining this conference? And what were some of the concerns about leaving the previous conference and joining this one? Well, obviously, when you when you leave a conference as the defending champion, you know, you and you step up and you take that move up to a tougher league. You you say, look, you know, we were the big fish in the little pond uh, for the last few years, and Robert Morris truly was the signature team in the Northeast Conference, as far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as men's basketball uh, has been concerned, and frankly, uh, as far as women's basketball has been concerned as well. Uh, taking that step up, I mean, you know, it's it's a tougher challenge. You're you're playing teams that can that can whack you night in and night out. Uh, although you know these teams in in the Horizon League haven't been strangers to us uh, all told, because uh, Robert Morris has had 
um, you know, in on and off series with Youngstown State down through the years and with Cleveland State. We've played Oakland in the past. There are some teams that we haven't seen uh, in the past. But, uh, you know, when you look at the Horizon League and the type of players, uh, the type of coaches uh, that the Horizon League has attracted down through the years, I mean, it truly was a step up. You're going from, uh, you know, a low Division I uh, conference into what I would consider a mid-major uh, Division One conference in the Horizon League. And, you know, frankly, the challenge is going to get tougher night in and night out. And, uh, you know, it's something that Andy Toole, the head coach of the Colonials, for the past 11 years has welcomed. I mean, he has never shied away from playing anybody anywhere. And, uh, you know, we knew uh, as a program that it was going to be more difficult night in and night out. And, you know, the challenges have been there. And you throw the pandemic on top of that and all these stops and starts that you have, uh, during the year, it makes it even more challenging because, you know, let's face it, you know, Andy's a stickler as far as uh, pressuring his players to perform well, not only in ball games but in practices as well. His practice time is literally being cut in half. And I know everybody in the NCAA is, is, is facing the same thing, but it's been tough to get a rotation. Uh, it's been tough to uh, try to mix in the newer players uh, and know a little bit more about them uh, because you've only had half the practice time this year. You know, real quick, last thing, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, arrival in your previous conference, but when you look at, you know, the new conference, who, what is that school that you envision, uh, you know, in the near future, big picture being that, that one program that you said, okay, that's going to be Robert Morris's rival right there. I mean, you have Cleveland State that's not too far off. You talked about Youngstown State just, you know, with the proximity of those schools. Uh, you know, Northern Kentucky, Wright State, they've kind of been the top two dogs in the league over the last couple of years. But what, what is that one program that Robert Morris or you, and you guys look at and say, oh, that's the team that we, we just have to beat them because they just drive us, you know, not in a respectful way. They drive us up the wall. We want to beat that team. That, that's our rival. Is, there, is that team <laughs> well, developed? I, yeah, I, I think it's going to develop. Uh, you know, once we get into a regular pattern uh, of playing games, uh, I, I could see uh, Robert Morris and Cleveland State going neck and neck at it. Uh, I, I can really see that, especially with the way Cleveland State is playing right now. I mean, it's just natural for Pittsburgh and Cleveland to have rivalries, whether you're talking about the Steelers uh, and, and, and the Browns or if you're talking about Cleveland State and Youngstown State. And, uh, you know, the fact that we're only two hours away from them. Also, uh, or, or Cleveland State and, and Robert Morris, uh, even Youngstown State, I mean, literally, they're 45 minutes across the border from our campus. And uh, it's been a natural rival. It's been a non-conference rivalry that we've had for a while. I mean, if you look at the, you know, the, the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati rivalries in, in, in major sports, whether it's the Reds and the Pirates or the, the Steelers and the Bengals, I could see us uh, you know, uh, challenging uh, Northern Kentucky uh, as far as geographics are, are concerned. And Wright State's just down the road from us in Dayton as well. But uh, you know, I, I can go on and on and on. I mean, we've faced a number of these teams in the past, um, and, uh, you know, I, I just think the rivalries will continue to, to heighten, will continue to improve as we get into a, a, a regular set of scheduling uh, sometime after this pandemic's all over. All right, so we have Wright State, Robert Morris, again, the, the featured matchup on ESPNU coming up on Friday night at 9 p.m. tip-off. Uh, Wright State's been in quite a few of these games. In fact, they haven't won on ESPN this season. In fact, they've technically lost their last three ESPN games going back to the uh, semifinal, the Horizon League semifinal matchup last year against UIC. Uh, they lose that. They came out flat. They were the top seed in the conference. And then you go, you know, fast forward to this season. 
it's been a weird year for them. They they you know they lose to Youngstown State uh, by two at the mm-hmm. buzzer on a defensive miscommunication and on the rotation there. They lose and then the very next day they beat them by thirty eight. Fast forward a week later. They lose to Cleveland State in the same way they lost to Youngstown State. You know, not getting back quick enough in transition after giving, you know, after hitting a big three to, you know, to tie it, take the lead late. They give up a shot in transition at the buzzer again. Beat Cleveland State by 36 the next day. Wright State has struggled on Fridays for whatever reason, especially in these primetime games. And Robert Morris, you know, making their first ESPN appearance, on, you know, in the Horizon League this season. This is a big matchup for both Wright State looking to remain at the top, trying to, you know, just chip away at the deficit of Cleveland State being on top of them. Robert Morris looking to make a splash. This is a big one on Friday. Yeah, I don't think there's any question, Justin. It is a big one on Friday. And I've watched a couple of those games uh, that, that Wright State has won and has lost. Uh, including the YSU matchups. And, uh, you know, it's a tremendous ball club. I mean, let's face it, and they're playing their best basketball right now. Uh, Robert Morris, uh, and I think, you know, Wright State is in the same boat as far as consistency from Friday to Saturday. Uh, you know, the Colonials have had uh, some tough times. The one constant for Robert Morris has been A.J. Brahma, uh, our power forward, 6'7", 210, out of San Leandro, California. He's led Robert Morris in scoring uh, in each of the last 10 games, uh, he is a double-double machine. He is truly the most consistent of Robert Morris's players night in and night out. And, uh, you know, he's just done a great job. I mean, he leads the Horizon League in scoring at 21.5 points a game. He's third in rebounding at 9.7. Uh, you know, he's one of the top free-throw shooters in the league. He's the guy that Robert Morris really needs to count on if they want to get a win or two wins uh, this weekend over Wright State. And, you know, what's the, the problem with Robert Morris so far is it hasn't found that second person to really step up on a consistent basis because they've had guys in the lineup, they've had guys out of the lineup. Charles Bain, the other forward for one, uh, has had uh, a difficult year, although he's coming off uh, a pretty good performance. He had uh, 12 points uh, in uh, the first game against Northern Kentucky over this past weekend, but uh, Charles has been inconsistent because he got banged up against Marshall in a non-conference game and missed a couple of conference games. Uh, when he came back, he didn't have a shooting touch, uh, didn't have his legs under him uh, quite yet, but he's just now starting to come around. John Williams has had a tough time. He missed a, a couple of games uh, because of the COVID protocol. Uh, John, the point guard from Akron at St. Vincent St. Mary's High School, the same high school that produced LeBron James, uh, you know, he's been... Uh, having a, a tough season, although he had 11 points and uh, five rebounds and four assists against Northern Kentucky over the past weekend. Uh, he had 13 in the other game, but, uh, you know, again, John has struggled with his shots. Dante Tracy has been a little inconsistent this year. He hasn't been scoring as much as he had in the past. He was the MVP of the Northeast Conference Championship game last year, uh, but Dante's uh, had a tough time because I, and one of the things is I think the guards in the Horizon League are so much bigger than the guards that Robert Morris traditionally has and the guards in the Northeast Conference. And I think it's tougher for our guards to go up against some more physical type of guards like uh, we've seen so far in the Horizon League. The other starters, Cam Farris. He's just a freshman from Burlington. Uh, you know, he has uh, uh, played well in some games, and, and then, you know, you don't see him in others. He had 11 points and three boards against Northern Kentucky. We had two really critical matchups. And, you know, what's funny is Robert Morris has been in a lot of tight ball games since it joined the Horizon League, and uh, some of those have been overtime games over the past couple of weeks. So it's, it's been tough. Uh, they have not been able, Robert Morris, 
uh, to get consistent outings from other people other than A.J. Brahma so far. And we're just looking for that second guy or that third guy to step up, and I think things will start start coming around. Yeah, you have this unique uh, scheduling model this year, too, where you're playing the same team uh, back-to-back days at the same location. Uh, and look, I, and I've said this every week on this podcast, like I'm not a fan of it moving forward to stay, but it, I've really enjoyed it this year in some of the th- you know scenarios it's presented. It's just unique. Um, so I, I kind of like it for one year only. I can make an exception. Um, but it, you know, I, I look at Robert Morris's schedule, and you know, I circle the, the middle of it. I'm like, man, that's a gauntlet right there. When you know, when you look at what the standings were supposed to be coming in, I mean, to play twice at UIC, and then you have you know Wright State, who's projected to finish at the top, Youngstown State in the top three, and KU in the the top four you've already you know uic nku at right state and then youngstown state coming up i mean those are just all i mean it's one tough matchup after another so it's a baptism by fire that's definitely uh the case but i'm you know watching aj this year too just been a fantastic talent but you're right just that second tier guy to come up and help kind of carry a scoring load from time to time is what they seem to be missing but Right state, they've shown to be vulnerable at times. Uh, I think this could be a good one on Friday. I think it's a big game for two different style teams, and I think that that's going to make a great clash on Friday. Yeah, I do too. You know, my broadcast partner, Jim Elias, former assistant coach of Robert Morris, and, you know, he was saying pretty much the same thing that you were saying about the, you know, the Friday Saturday matchups uh, last weekend in one of our broadcasts. And I said, Jim, you know, I'm looking at it this way. We're playing basketball. We're broadcasting basketball. We're watching basketball. If this is the way it has to be this season just to get through COVID, then so be it. Let, you know, we're all in the same boat. Every team is playing that Friday, Saturday uh, set. So let's just, uh, you know, we're stuck with it. Let's just live with it and see how things fall. You know, one thing I never thought about just talking with coaches about how they deal with it. You know, some coaches viewed it differently, but, um, you know, when you're prepping for Horizon League or at conference play in general, regardless, you know, you play two te- two teams a week uh, and you have seven days to prepare for two teams. And of that time, coaches have the decision of, OK, who are we going to allocate more time to preparing for? Even though so and so might be our first game on Thursday, we have an even tougher game on Saturday. So should we be you know taking more time prepping for Saturday than Thursday? Some coaches have said the reason they've kind of liked this is that you're preparing for one team. So all week you get to spend the entire week prepping for that one team versus trying to juggle and balance preparation for two opponents in that same week. Because you can't just prepare for the Thursday opponent Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then only spend Friday prepping for the Saturday opponent. It's something I never thought of, but a very unique perspective from coaches uh, just kind of getting their input. Yeah, it kind of takes the pressure off of them just just a tad. You know, obviously they, they drive themselves crazy watching tape, watching, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> games on, on live games on television these days. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it probably does take a little bit of uh, preparation pressure off of the coaching staffs and, uh, you know, gives them more time to concentrate on one single opponent uh, because they know they're going to have them on back-to-back nights. But, uh, you know, they, they still drive themselves crazy anyway. That's just what coaches do. Chris Shovlin with us here, the voice of Robert Morris Men's Basketball. We'll send you out with this. The league just released earlier today. I don't know if you've had a chance, the the bracket for the Horizon League Men and Women's uh, Championships. Uh, I did not see it. Yes, yeah, so that so uh, so either way, I'll just kind of give you a quick summary. It's you know every team's in. I I had no clue how this was going to pan out because I was like, you know, do you kind of you, you know do you, do you be cutthroat a little and just say, hey, the top four teams we're just going to do one versus four and two versus three and set up a title and game and move on. But everyone's going to get a shot. Teams five through twelve, uh, they will be play. You know that that's who's going to play one another for the first round. 
you know, quarterfinal matchup in the semifinals will be in Indy as well as the finals. So, you know, reshuffling of winning percentages and seeds like that. So I know you haven't had a chance to look at it, but when you hear that everyone's in, was there any doubt that everyone would be in? Or were you kind of like me thinking, man, they might pull one and say, hey, you know, we might just need to, you know, less is more. And during these times of having to worry about COVID, less is more. I didn't know if that's where they were going, but everyone is in the big dance for the Horizon League tournament. No, Justin, I kind of expected that everybody would be in. And, uh, you know, again, uh, hats off to the league officials for uh, doing the best that they can to get everybody playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously they'd have, they, they've had to move teams around from time to time uh, because there were some teams who were uh, healthy, some teams that were not, some teams under the COVID protocol. Uh, I, I give them a tip of my hat, uh, uh, just the fact that uh, they're getting, getting everybody to play and, and frankly, I, I like the fact that everybody's in the tournament. Let's see where the chips fall. Yeah, and I like that too. You know, you're making that decision now. At the bottom, it says bracket. You know, it's always subject to change because there's so much unknown right now. But I like that you start with everybody, and if you have to dwindle and kind of shrink it as time goes on, fine. Uh, but I don't like when when conferences make decisions so you know months out, and then it's like, oh well, we could have gotten everyone in. So this is a win-win for the entire league. Everyone's you know getting there in different ways, uh, but at least we could see the light at the end of the tunnel as the postseason coming up just around the corner. Chris yeah, Shavlin, voice sure. of Robert Morris Men's Basketball. Thank you so much. This will not be the last time we chat and uh again this is going to be a fun matchup to see on friday night yeah i think so too justin i really appreciate it like i said at the, at the top of the interview uh, i'm, a, I'm a, a fan of uh, reach the horizon podcast and i really uh appreciate the fact that you've asked me to be on all right well you take care have a great weekend uh and enjoy the game on friday do you guys get to go do you guys get to go on the road and call the games or do you do them remotely we have been doing them remotely. As a matter of fact, I even I, I, I even had to miss a couple of games because of uh, COVID. Uh, but uh, you know, for for all intents and purposes, our home games uh, we are actually in the building. We're up on the third level, calling them uh, on ESPN Plus and ESPN. Uh, uh, you know, as far as the television is concerned and the streaming is concerned, as far as the the road games, I've actually been sitting in a studio on the Robert Morris University campus, calling them off of monitors. So it's it's a little bit different. And you know, frankly, I haven't even met our freshman players this year. Wow. Usually, I travel with the ball club, but mm-hmm. I haven't even met our freshman players this year. So I have not seen them eyeball to eyeball just yet. Yeah, Wright State's uh, broadcast team just had to miss game uh, miss a game last weekend at IUPUI due to COVID protocols. I got to fill in, but you know we went, you know we got to go. We don't travel with the team, uh, but you know wow. you stay at the same hotel and everything. But like you feel awkward. You see the guys, and you know if they're out, you know making their way to the bus. Like you're like, oh no, I don't want to get on the elevator with you. Stay, keep everyone away from them. Don't <laughs> look at them. Don't yep. even breathe in their direction. Just stay away from them. So <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's right. it's it's a different time. All right, well, Chris, you stay healthy, you take care. Looking forward to meeting you down the road and uh, looking forward to this matchup on Friday. Thank you so much. Same here, Justin. Take care. Bye-bye.